Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Ma, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day at this time. If you guys have questions for John, you know the drill. Text them in. In case you're not familiar with the new number, the new text number, 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. Text those questions in. We'll get some of those uh, thrown John's way before we let him go for the day. Hi, John. Hey, how we doing? We're good. How are you? Hanging in there. See, I feel like this would be a great day for John because all I see when I look up on, on the TV, and Dave's up there taking pictures of it with his phone, for the love of God. Well, I want to see the uh, the statement from, uh, from J- Khan. Everything's, everything seems to be blowing up in Jacksonville, and now you've got anonymous players saying things about uh, Urban Meyer and his lack of uh, respect in that in that locker room and and to me I'm looking at that going okay now that's that's damning I mean the the video is not good certainly but no. and them not winning is not good but that's not why he would lose his job if the, if that locker room doesn't believe in him that's a major problem how do you see this does he make it through the season what do you see happening here because I mean I think he makes it through this week but I can't see him making it through the season because he's going to do something else stupid uh, that's going to mess things up so it's like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even after, I mean, today, I mean, you know, he com- he comes back, you know, he doesn't go with the team playing on the flight back. You know, he has to go get a lap dance in, uh, you know, in Cincinnati. So then that, that didn't go over very Was well. Was that at his bar, by the way? I saw him showing pictures. I couldn't well, hear he the sound. Bar. Well, it said Urban Myers, well, blah, 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 whatever it's called. And I don't know yeah. if that was where he was at, but. Yeah, I, that I don't know. Okay. I know. It was an urban. It was a party with uh, a whole bunch of friends and stuff like that, including a, a new friend that uh, <laughs> he he made. And so it's like uh, so that that goes away. And then, and so then he comes back, right? And instead of addressing the team as a whole, he just went to position groups and said, "Yeah, I made a mistake. Uh, you know, what's that's didn't do the right thing. Apologize." And then, you know, so then that wasn't good enough. And then today he comes back, and of course, I mean, Shad Khan came out, <clears throat> made as strong of a statement of an owner. I think I've seen. It's like, uh, you know, he's lost our trust. You know, he's got to regain our respect and, you know, get some respect back and all that stuff. That was bad. And then he comes back today and he says, well, uh, our leaders have to put this thing back together. No, you're the head coach. You're the one that's supposed to put everything back together. You're going to lead on the leaders because the leader is going to lead you out of there. Well, and John, the thing um, also is that uh, when you start hearing from from the players, and you know, so there was a couple. I think Bob referenced the anonymous, mm-hmm. you know, tweets or whatever that you know he's lost the locker room and everything. So, yeah, and then you know, I was just reading this uh, this thing from Shad Khan, and he mm-hmm. was saying, you know, what we talk about is, you know, in confidence, but it was inexcusable. So, you know, he did apologize and everything like that, but man, I. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've seen a head coach make a bigger mistake as far as, you know, leadership and all yeah. that stuff goes than than this one. Well, and again, it's, I mean, it's not just one thing. I mean, I'm sure that uh, even through training camp and that and the OTAs, you know, he was losing players, you know, because, again, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He's coming out of college. He has no NFL experience. I mean, again, you're talking about a guy with uh, Black Lives Matter who hired a coach who was fired for racial comments. That was bad. He makes the mistake of hiring Tim Tebow and getting him on the roster, which was a waste. 
I mean, again, what is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing? In and there? then, then, then of course, I mean, and we, what we don't know is how they practice. Because one thing you know from college, he made them practice hard. Okay, well, you're not going to be able to practice as hard in the NFL, you know, because again, he's not dealing with teenagers. He's dealing with adults, and the adults may uh, not take to some of the things that he wants in practice. But regardless, on the field, it looks bad, and in the locker room, I'm sure it's bad. Yeah, it's not looking good. So you think he doesn't last the year? Mm-hmm. Obviously, this week he'll be there, but uh, you think it's a matter of couple of games and and that'll be it for him well what i wonder in the conversations that uh, shad khan had with him if they went over the moral clauses in his contract you know because obviously he violated that now was it strong enough to break the guarantees in his contract if so then they can just let him go at any time i think they want to give him one more chance to uh, you know make do and try to make it better because again you know it's like it could be daryl bevel could be brian schottenheimer who knows who's going to be the head coach i know you have coach sutton down there so those those are options but uh uh you know if they can get out of the contract because again that's that's the big thing i mean you're shot con you're gonna pay what uh, 36 uh, 45 million dollars uh for a coach that's only going to coach four games i mean that doesn't is, sound is great. there some sort of conduct clause always. they could lean on in there about? always yes yeah absolutely hey john how about last night um san diego you know and i'm just really focused on on staley did they did they move by the way uh okay <laughs> i don't care oh he loves it i told you that uh they did move john they moved from san diego to la oh okay but you're talking about san diego and i'm trying to think san diego They'll always State. be the san diego chargers to me it was my first game i was born in san diego mm-hmm. uh, my first game i saw there was in san diego okay Earl Morale? Morale? Was that the quarterback? Earl Morrill. Earl Morrill. Yeah, yeah. I think he was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back then. But uh, the Raiders got trounced by the Chargers from the standpoint of only 48 yards rushing yeah. and 196 yards through the air. And Derek Carr was killing it. And I'm just going, man, I remember, I wonder if the Rams are sitting there looking at this guy going, yeah, we should have just paid him whatever he wanted to be our defensive coordinator because – Shut them down, and it looks like he's very involved in in the the defense there. Talk oh, about Brandon Staley. Yeah, Brandon Staley's doing great. I mean, the only thing is, is that uh, you know he he looks like he's like 16 years old when you see him at the press conference. I mean, he looks so <laughs> young, uh, and obviously he's not 16 years old. But I think he's doing a great job, and I think you can see Justin Herbert is fantastic. I mean, you know, now you can see, you know, Miami did make a mistake by drafting Tua over Herbert. But Herbert was the one that, uh, you know, only only the Chargers were lighting up on. And so he comes out and does such a great job. And uh, now you can see that the Chargers are all of a sudden not just a team that's competing for a uh, wild card. They're competing for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw, you know, the two West uh, divisions, AFC mm-hmm. West, NFC West, are 11 and 5. As predicted, after four games, mm-hmm. the best divisions in football in the AFC and NFC. Yeah, and of course, I mean, you know, what uh, the fact that you have three teams in the AFC West, I guess you have three teams in the AFC North that have three, three and one records. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I think that's so rare. It hasn't happened in a long, long time, maybe since 1970. Somebody was uh, texting in, and you guys can text in again the phone number or the text number, 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. Asking about Herbert, 
as a uh, MVP. What do you think, Joe? I would have to think he's under consideration, but boy, there's a lot of candidates this year. I mean, because certainly, even though they're two and two, you have to look at Derrick Henry. Uh, you Kyler Murray. But you have to look at yeah. Kyler Murray, no question about it. You have to look at Lamar Jackson. I mean, because Lamar just is carrying that team with his running ability and a few throws that he's making downfield. And so, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of guys right now. I mean, you know, Derek Carr uh, until Sunday was uh, probably you know in consideration and still might bounce back to be. But I think there's a lot of candidates. I mean, you have to look at Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers, despite that horrible game against New Orleans to start the season, you know, he's three and one. Hey, John, just to check in with you. I know you get your uh, injury database. Um, who is leading the league? Who's the most unhealthy team right now? Well, I just have to say uh, it's Baltimore and Denver. You know, because, you know, Baltimore's still down with the, uh, you know, three running backs. They don't have their left tackle, their left guard. Their uh, Marcus Peters, it's a cornerback. Uh, have a couple, you know, have some COVIDs and missed some games. But then you look at the Denver Broncos. Seven mm-hmm. starters. Wow. Since the start of the season. Now, again, you know, they uh, they don't have their two two of their three best wide receivers you know because kj hamler and jerry judy they're on injured reserve you know they had their two guards out and had to go with two young guys there you know half the linebacking core is on injured reserve ronald darby is on injured reserve and then i know patrick sertan got uh, banged up a little bit on sunday so yeah and then now you add teddy bridgewater to the mix because he has a concussion and who knows if he's going to be able to play Wow, that's too bad. You know, Bridgewater's the only guy with who has started every game, other than Russell, that has not thrown an interception. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really good. Well, that job. might continue now if <laughs> yeah. he doesn't play. Yeah, no kidding. Um, hey, the thing with Vic Fangio and John Harbaugh, did you see that, John? Mm-hmm. I did. So there was something about Lamar Jackson. It was a kneel-down situation, and he runs for five yards and mm-hmm. slides down, and you know, uh, what did you think of, of that deal? Because it was, it was some kind of a record that John Harbaugh is saying, hey, that means a lot to us. And, you know, for Denver, <laughs> Vic Fangio was not mincing his words. He's like, yeah, I expected that from them. And, you know, so it sounds like there's no love lost. Between no, no two. love lost at all. And I have to think that, uh, you know, actually, I, I don't know where you stand on this, but I agree with Vic. I mean, that was just too much. Just take the kneel down. It's like worry about records at another time. You've won the game. You got a 17-point victory. But then to make matters worse, you know, uh, John Harbaugh after the game complained to, about the officiating, saying that uh, they allowed too many hits uh, that should have been penalties on Lamar Jackson and other players in the team. And in the meantime, and this shows you that uh, Fangio has never been a big fan, or at least is not a big fan of John Harbaugh. Last week, he actually sent in a whole bunch of video uh, of plays that he thought should be personal fouls uh, you know, on defense that uh, weren't called. And, he had, and, of course, now he's looking at his quarterback with the concussion. He's looking at one of the uh, fourth or fifth wide receivers getting a hit that he thought should have been a penalty. So uh, you can see there's no love law between Fangio and Harbaugh. Yeah, I have to say I'm, I'm kind of with Fangio, too, because, you know, I get it. Like, you're supposed to stop the other team. It was in a kneel-down situation. Yeah. Yeah. Is that really how you want to get that record? You, you you got the record, which, what was it, John? It was something about 100-yard uh, rushers. 100 yards, consecutive 100-yard rushing games. Yeah. 
So, but you got it not in the course of a game where everybody's playing hard. You got it because you surprised them during a kneel down. That that's pretty cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm I'm thinking if I'm Lamar Jackson, I might actually just shake it off the call from the sideline. And go no, I, I don't want to get it that way. Well, plus I mean, if I'm not mistaken on this, is that uh, I think they had like 112 yards rushing. Now, what ended up happening is Fangio, you know, because, you know, here, here he was, you know, with three young linebackers and Vaughn Miller trying to stop uh, Lamar Jackson and a very, you know, the Greg Roman running game. And you know how good Greg Roman is yeah. from his days in San Francisco and putting together a running game. Well, what Fangio did is he tried to bulk up as much on the defensive line as he could and, he, you know, limited the Ravens to, uh, you know, just a little over 100 yards, I think 112. But again, it's like if the idea is that you want uh, all these 100-yard games, well, you had one. So why are you doing that? Well, I'm just looking at the the Ravens' final yeah. numbers, though, and it says 102. Oh, 102, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe there was a holding What did holding penalties count against? No. Okay. Well, I mean, again, if it's a holding penalty where you gain yards, I mean, if you have a four-yard game on a rushing play and you get a you know, holding call, then you get the four yards. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, it was just, to, to me, I'm typically like, hey, you know, don't complain to me about what happens out on the field. But as far as getting a record that way, if you're going to take, you know, catch a team by surprise when they're in kneel-down mm-hmm. mode, that that's, doesn't, make the, doesn't make the record worth much to me. No, agreed. I think that's bad. I mean, it's not a, not a good thing. And of course, uh, you know, you can see that uh, these guys aren't going to get along. But now, can uh, Vic Fangio rebound with all the guys that are injured? And you, now, you know, if uh, Bridgewater can't play, you'd have to go to Drew Locke. And you know, we talked last year uh, about you know uh, the Seahawks passing too much, going sixty forty pass. Well, uh, I was looking at the numbers, and so far in the first four games. The, uh, you know, the Broncos are like, uh, you know, 42 rush, 58 pass. And then in the game on Sunday, they were like uh, 78 a pass. And mm-hmm. so it's like, uh, you know, the, it's, in, you know, with, with down to two of their top three receivers. John, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, I'm see, I'm reading stories about him and people asking, is he the right quarterback for what's going on there? Things headed the wrong way in Pittsburgh. And I was looking at at his uh, – I saw somebody uh, tweet out a chart of where mm-hmm. all of his passes went and how he's not throwing the ball down the field really at all and wondering about his arm strength. And I'm looking, he's 29th in the league, 6.1 yards per, per pass. The leader, by the way, is Russell Wilson, 9.6. He's mm-hmm. number one in the league. But – do you do you, is there something to that? Has he lost his arm? What what do you see happening well, there? Rem- remember, he got the injury on his uh, left shoulder and all that stuff. The uh, you know the, the thing, right whatever it was, and he's painful every time he throws the football. But I think you're going you're seeing a continued decline in uh, Ben Roethlisberger. That's probably leading him into what's going to be his last season. You know, and you know even there was a a shot I guess on the sidelines that had Juju uh, Smith Schuster. You know, uh, there and they've caught him mouthing the word, "Hey, blame, blame uh, Ben," 
And then he had to come back after the game and kind of cover for himself. He said, oh, no, 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 blame me. But no, he said blame Ben. And so I think that uh, you can see that he's losing faith. Now, obviously, part of the problem is, and one of the reasons it's like, uh, you know, you're not going to have the ability to throw deep is you've got five new offensive linemen, and they're not performing well. It's kind of like the Chicago deal where it's like, uh, you know, they've got, you know, 85-year-old Jason Peters at left tackle and Elijah Wilkerson at right tackle and two average guards. And so there's no time to be able to uh, get passes downfield. And, of course, then, you know, you have Justin Fields now starting at least until they get Andy Dalton back. And Justin holds on to the ball for 2.95 seconds. And you can see, you know, he's going to get sacked a lot. You know, I saw a hit, and I'm trying to remember which one it was, last night that mm-hmm. they penalized. And the thing they do on Monday Night Football, and Brian Greasy especially, who's a quarterback, he, they, they first of all show the very last bit of the play, which happens in just a one-thousandth of a second, and then they show it in super slow-mo. And then Greasy always complains about, oh, they can't hit this guy this way. But I guess afterwards... Looked like Joey Bosa went off on the mm-hmm. officials. I don't know if you read it, Johnny. He's like, I didn't even know the effing penalty was called on me. I was fuming. The refs are blind. <laughs> he wow. says, I'm sorry, but you're blind. Like, open your eyes, do your job. It's so bad. It's unbelievable. You going to get fined for this? Uh, might, yeah. I mean, uh, those are strong comments, and uh, you know, I think that could lead to a fine because, again, uh, if a coach if a coach would do it, he'd he'd get uh, a penalty. Yeah. And so it's like uh, if a player does it that strong, then he should probably get fined too. What would the fine be for something like that? Uh, probably thirteen thousand. Yeah. Uh, John the four two five asking or two five three excuse me is asking John flat out is Bobby Wagner a Seahawk next season? Yeah. Why don't Why not? I mean, he's under contract, and, uh, you know, they, they need the leadership. They need the talent and all that stuff. I mean, it's not like they need the cap room. I mean, he still uh, fits into the cap because they have plenty of cap room. So, yeah, why, why would why would he go next year? I, I mean, know. Is, he, is he playing like an $18 million linebacker? Uh, he's, he's one of the best linebackers in the league. And so it's like, uh, you know, and, and the numbers are going to keep going up. And so it's like, uh, you know, why is it? That uh, I mean, here the team did a great job in the second half of rebounding the defense. Now you got fans that want to get rid of players. I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. Well, we'll see how this year goes. We'll, we'll see see how it uh, what finishes off. Um, yeah, what, what do you think's the? You know, I'm looking at. Oop, John, is your meal up? done? Is that the microwave? What is that? No, Bill. text. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so I was looking at, um, you know, for giving up sacks, man, only three sacks on Matthew Stafford. Um, that That's pretty amazing, John. They've, they've done a really good job there because uh, you look at his his last three full seasons. Mm-hmm. He, he had 38, 40, and 47 sacks on Matthew Stafford. Now just three's on a pace for like 13 or 14 for the season. Pretty, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why he's uh, been able to have so much success there, man. I mean, he's stayed upright pretty much. I mean, this, and it's not even close if you yeah. look at the other teams as far as sacks given up. Yeah, no, again, he's done great. And of course, I mean, you knew it was going to be an upgrade going from uh, Jared Goff to him. And obviously, now it's a significant upgrade. Now, he didn't play as well against Arizona in the 17 point loss. I mean, he was off a little bit there, had trouble getting the ball to Cooper Cup and all that stuff. Uh, and right now, I know that they're talking about the idea that they need to get the ball more to Robert Woods. Uh, 
uh, and that's on the coach. I mean, Sean McVay says, I need to do that. You know, I'm not doing it as well. But, uh, no, I think that uh, Stafford's off to a great start. John, uh, the Patriots are looking at bringing Jamie Collins back. Mm-hmm. That's the the story I'm reading. They're working toward a deal that will bring him back for a third stint yeah. with the team. So uh, we talked about the idea maybe the Seahawks would have interests. I haven't heard a word about that in relation to the Seahawks. So this is his landing spot again, I guess? Yeah, in fact, I think they may have the deal done or at least tentatively agreed to. And so, yeah, it looks like he is going to go back to New England. And it's kind of interesting because, again, you know, Kyle Van Oy, who left in free agency and went to Miami. I mean, he's come back. And that's one thing that Bill Belichick will do. I mean, if he has somebody that he likes, and even though he got rid of, uh, you know, uh, Collins before, you know, bring him back. Because, again, you know, they it's a talent acquisition game. Hey, John, uh, we were just talking with Mark Schlereth, uh, and he was talking about, and you know, we are talking about Howie Long, but mm-hmm. uh, mostly Clay Matthews. And is that is the Matthews family the the NFL royalty? I mean, you look at Clay Matthews, um, you know, his brother Bruce and how good he was. That guy made the Pro Bowl at center, guard, and tackle. Manning and family's pretty good. Manning? I think, yeah, there you go. Because I, I, mean, I, <laughs> you I think when, when, you're talk, when you're talking man, uh, royalty and family and stuff like that, I would lean toward the Manning family because you're talking about Archie, who is great on bad New Orleans Quarterbacks teams. don't count. Uh, yes, they do. And then, uh, I mean, you've got uh, Eli, you've got uh, Peyton. And so, no, I would have to lean toward, uh, you know, Matthews as being the second best family, but I have to go lean toward the Mannings as being the best. Is the third Watt brother still in the league? Yeah, I know he was yeah, playing. He's, uh, he's a fullback in, yeah, right? full in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was playing for the San Diego Chargers. What about the Long family? We were just talking about Howie Long. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, there's Howie Long's good, three, yeah. three that came out of there, yeah, that, under consideration because, you know, you got Kyle and Chris and all that and, and Howie. John didn't correct me that time. Called he, him a San Diego Chargers. He let you go get away yeah, with that I did, one. Yeah, I did. That was nice of you, John. Thank you. It's very gracious. Uh, John, we appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. All right, sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts brought to you by Coors Light Made to Chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Did we name all of the family, all of the families in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, of as far note. as of note, yeah. There's a cup. I mean, there's the Hewards, but you know. <laughs> well, they're very special to us. Yeah, but I mean, as as far as like true success, brothers, well, father, the, it's tough to top the Mannings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I always forget about the quarterbacks, but yeah, and Archie was really good. And you know what, Cooper actually was, a, I guess, a good receiver at Vanderbilt, and he had some narrowing of the spine type of thing, so he couldn't mm. play anymore. Which is fun. Have you seen the commercials? The one where they're doing a barbecue. And Cooper's in there, and he's like dancing. No, it's they're hilarious, man. It's a commercial for what? Ah, it was for some kind of a I don't know if it was a barbecue or something mm. like that. That's what they were doing anyway. But yeah, they're just funny. It, it's a funny family. It they, really they, is. They really have a good comedic chemistry with each other. It's great. Yeah, I'm a little biased <laughs> with the Matthews family just because Clay and Bruce were just such studs, both Pro Bowlers. One an outside backer, the other one a lineman. Those guys were were amazing. Clay Matthews played for 19 years. It's a long career. Somebody's saying, don't forget about the Grammaticus. Yeah. <laughs> Martine Which, and... Bill? Was it Bill? The other one is, yeah, it's like it's Martine and then like 
you know, is it Bill George or Frank or something? Yeah, something like that or Jim. He's the one that blew out his knee He's celebrating, the one, right? The other one, yeah, not Martin. Not Martin. Martin's right. the better known one, but the one that was dancing around and blew out blew his, his knee. knee was was the other one. Correct. I think it's Bill. Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. Text in his name. What's worse, that one or who's the stupid uh, Redskin quarterback that had butted the Sean Freeze? No, nah, it wasn't Freeze. Wasn't it Freeze that did no, that? No, it was Gus Mitch Ferrat. Gus, Gus Ferrat. Yeah, Gus Ferrat did that. Yeah, there was a Mitch Ferrat. I'm trying to. He headbutted the him. wall. He he yeah. thought it was there was padding that was hanging down, right? And he thought it was thicker than it was. Well, it was no, I think it was there. just that he got his head in a bad position. Plus, he's a quarterback, and you don't headbutt people, so he didn't know how to do it. <laughs> so instead of like just using his forehead, he puts his head down and jacks his neck up. All right, coming up, uh, part two of our conversation with Michael Bumpus includes a fascinating what if from last Sunday. That's coming up next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.